Welcome to the Wrestling Headlines WWE NXT review. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and as promised, I've sorted out my lighting. Ooh, I've had time to do it. <laughs> James got no idea what it was like. <laughs> just, None. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I'm it is going... funny. It is funny to hear a grown man talking about their lighting. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, when I did, I did a film production at uni, and one of the thing, one of the guys there always called light. He's from Poland, and he always called lighting lightning. So all we need to adjust the lighting. He's <laughs> just like, like we knew what he meant, but you got, you got to, you got to, you got to adjust the lighting. Lightning. <laughs> it's like, oh, I get you what you mean, Polish man. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm joined by which way? Which side is James? It's this way. I'm joined by James Boyd of One Nation Media once again to talk about NXT. How are you doing, James? Doing good. Doing good. Um, this might be my least favorite episode of <laughs> NXT this year, but you know, <laughs> thanks for inviting me on. <laughs> So, uh, something that really made me laugh was, last week, I was like, oh, actually, I might invite James on. Uh, this was before I'd watched the episode. Then I saw the announced card, and I was like, it's got Dexter Loomis versus LA Knight. I'll ask James next week. <laughs> I'm not that mean. <laughs> I'm not going to make him watch this episode. Uh, then, then this week was just a building block episode, just kind of things happening, things kind of building. As in, technically, none of it was awful or bad. It's not one of Night Raw, nothing was damaging on it. I didn't leave the show going, I hate wrestling. <laughs> That's what I did on Tuesday. <laughs> but again, it was all very low-key. It's all very building block. Yeah. And to be fair, this is kind of what NXT did when it was just developmental, really. They would have episodes like this. And you'd get quite a few complaints, like, oh, NXT is uh, overrated and overblown. It's like, oh, but this is, for me, these are the kind of shows which down the line reap the rewards. It's just now <laughs> it's obviously just a much more low-key episode and uh it's not a lot happened it was building block stuff stories continued character arcs happened most importantly is my critique on raw thing the events that happened were driven by character my god what an amazing idea <laughs> instead of things being driven by plot points that they have to happen they're driven by character and suddenly the world feels alive and obviously, as soon as we go off live here, AEW Dynamite's going to start, so it's like a wrestling <laughs> kind of crunch right now to get everything in time. Uh, but yeah, it was a very building block episode, and uh, yeah, I'm assuming you agree, James. Yeah, I think um, the last two weeks were, you know, obviously after the pay-per-view, um, or the pay-per-views, to get to their next, you know, the start of their cycle. And I thought that, you know... After the swerve, or getting to the swerve thing we're going to have um, next week, getting to the uh, the women's tag match, uh, our street fight or tornado tag match or whatever they're calling it, and then in two weeks having um, Mercedes versus Raquel, like, that's all, all, all that serves, all that was done over the last two weeks. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're back to their traditional way of building. It's just now it's a two-hour show, um, and there's still no crowd. Like, once we get... You know, mm. allegedly towards the summer or the end of the summer. Like once we get full sell, um, with 400 people in it, back up and running. Like I think it's gonna feel a lot better. Like, I, cause I personally like I've I've hated uh, the NXT crowd, um, mm. especially recently, especially recently. <laughs> like when it's like mm. 25, 50 people. Like I hate that that 50 people they let into the building. 
I, I really do. Because <laughs> they were, uh, back when it was full sale, there was the collective of fans. Of course, they were like NXT super fans in a way, but they weren't yeah. super fans that would go the way to kind of like the art. They're not exactly a press a button to make a noise. They're not that crowd. They're not when the wrestlers right. were standing spaced <laughs> when it was in the performance centre. Uh, and right. these, yeah, where they were essentially like it was like over a queue, like it was a studio recording of, of a music video. It's like and now dance. <laughs> it was it was like that really. Yeah. But in my head, I'm picturing the seventies, um, like when they do it for like I want to say it's soul music. But I don't know if that's right. <laughs> it's just in the studio. It's just them dancing. I can see the. Are you thinking of on. Soul Train? I think I think I'm yes because I'm not English. I've only seen the odd clip. Sorry, because I'm not American. I've only seen the odd clip of it. But it's that open studio where it's just people on the floor dancing. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Soul, Soul Train is is basically like you know uh, if you ever heard of like American Bandstand or the uh, I'm trying to think of who uh, or the like the Ed Sullivan Show where it'd be a group of you youths. Let's let's say youths. <laughs> Right, yeah. and they're there with musical acts, and they play their whatever single they have, and people dance or whatever else. And then like, there's add element where like the people on Soul Train could actually like really dance well. Like, so they would put them in a line, and they would walk up and down the line, and they would you know basically like showcase to like the uh, WGN station like like the new dances or whatever else, and which it became a thing. Like Soul Train was institution for like Saturday Saturdays, but um. I think it's been I think it's been done for a minute though. R R P Don Cornelius. <laughs> We're timely with our references. <laughs> it's fair to say. Yes, yes, uh. yes. Because sure so that, that reminded me, I um I've been it's Oscar season. I've been catching up on Oscar films I've not seen before. Over the weekend, I watched um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and there's oh. a scene in that where they're showing the youths. And keep in mind, I'm from the Midlands of England. And I was watching these white people kind of dancing. And I'm saying, I've introduced it like that for a reason. <laughs> I saw them dancing. And my reaction was, what in the white nonsense is this? <laughs> watching them dance. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty white person myself. <laughs> it, just, it was too much for me. <laughs> I was just watching it going, oh my, what is this? <laughs> uh, yeah. I've- I've never seen it, but uh, I've never seen it, but I know you know Sydney Sydney Portier is a great actor, or, mm. and uh, was, uh, and then like, um, <laughs> Jordan Peele used that uh, as inspiration to make Get Out, so I was like, uh, like uh, oh yeah, I, I got yeah. vibes from that actually, yeah, <laughs> that okay, makes sense. Yes, it does. Yes, yeah, yeah, it all connects. Yeah, well, I won't talk about the other films I've watched because that's a massive tangent. <laughs> Just like. We'll just say, I didn't get anything out of Nomadland, but uh, Judas and the Black Messiah and Promising Young Woman, I really enjoyed. <laughs> and then Nomadland, I was like, uh, guess. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, <laughs> that is a massive tangent. I'll bring it back down to earth. So this episode of NXT, I don't really feel like there's a major plot point to talk about, really. It's normally we'll start like a major talking point from the show, but there isn't really. There's lots of little things that happen. So I feel like it's kind of the best way to cover this show. It's to cover it in order, as those little things just happened. And maybe, by us doing that, this review will be done in an actually timely manner. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> the reviews don't go that way. <laughs> as we've just proven, we go on tangents. <laughs> we stay there for a bit. Right, so, starting off with Dakota Kai, joined by Raquel Gonzalez, with Mercedes Martinez. And as I was saying earlier, the advertised match I saw was Lewis and Knight. This week, it was Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez, and, oh... I've got a lot more hope for this one. Like, yeah, starting out with a banger, like a banger of a pairing in an NXT stacked women's division. 
and like the match itself felt like there was like one mistake early on but for me the landing was rough enough that I kind of helped add to the like purposely rough spots later that soon followed uh, however in the end Martinez made the mistake of lamping Raquel at ringside lighting her up for a DQ attack and that has led into a Spanglish beatdown as the champion Gonzalez absolutely took none of that cheap shot. Completely went after Mercedes Martinez. And then we ended in a DQ. My immediate worry was like, oh, this is it's a, it's a bit Monday Night Raw <laughs> to do that. <laughs> to that screen finish. The only reason I wasn't like as down on it is like Mikel Gonzalez's character hasn't suddenly turned pure babyface because she reacted like that. For me, that's something I quite liked about it. Uh, but yeah, James, what did you make of this? Um, as far as the match goes, I thought they'd have a better match. Um, I, I've struggled with Mercedes' role in um, in in this division um, since she's you know she's signed and, and been in. Like, um, her role is obviously to be in good matches and, and get eventually beat by somebody they think is um, at the top of the card. So that's fine. Um, I just, I just wish they didn't change like her approach to how she was wrestling. Before she was a more a bit more of a technician, and now I guess maybe because of the lack of size now that um, uh, due to Raquel leaving and like let's say Bianca and Shayna, like it seems like they're they're pushing her more towards a a bruiser type brawler, mm. and like I feel like it was more of a service when she was a technician that can actually throw down if needed to, like, um, but it. it I guess it's neither here nor there now, but um, yeah, I, I thought that her and Dakota got going um, late, uh, later in the match, and um, I, I think I think the story is I think there's a story brewing here where eventually um, Dakota and Raquel are going to split due to uh, Dakota's insecurities as being a geek, like because <laughs> they keep pushing on commentary that it's both their titles, but is you know like. But we keep mm-hmm. it at my house. Almost like you know, um, <laughs> almost like Debo with the uh, still in uh, Red's bike and Friday is like it's 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 both our bikes. But I just keep it at my house. Like nah, it, it, but it's this whole thing is like this whole run has been Raquel is the ass kicker and Dakota is the geek. And Dakota, you know, even last week with the um, with her, you know, getting upset and blowing up at Mercedes for wanting to challenge for the title. Like you can see that you can see that it's something is up, and then like she, you know, towards the end, Mercedes is having her way with uh, Dakota, and then Raquel comes in and just lays just a vicious beatdown on Mercedes, and and, Deco- and Mercedes, I'm sorry, uh, Dakota's there, just kind of like yeah, and it's like eventually you can't just you know eventually mm. that's gonna happen, like like they're playing, they're they're starting to show the early seeds of it, but um, you can already see it. It's um, uh, the immediate thing I jumped to was the relationship between the uh, George W. Bush and Tony Blair back in the early noughties, where America would do a thing, and essentially Britain would just be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're so you're so cool, America. <laughs> you're so cool." And we just be like, "Yeah, well, we're best friends, aren't we, America?" It's like, "What? What? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing my own thing." <laughs> it's just so weird, and uh, yeah, that's the that's, yeah, it's that um, there's the big dog. And then there's the person next to them, <laughs> just kind of like singing their praises, yeah. uh, like in the high school bully type of thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, yes, yeah, Bush and Shane are like, want to, hey, want to do war crimes? And they're like, people looking around and like, Blair's like, yeah, kind of, kind of. 
Politics. Let's the mass destruction. Sure, they're there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we've covered the Oscars. We've covered early noughties politics. <laughs> next up. <laughs> Where will we go next? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I got that at high school, but I'm trying to think of a better example <laughs> to actually use. But yeah, they, uh, it is that kind of feeling of the big charismatic dog and then the peasant going, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a bit of a shame because they are such a great act. And my, I thought for a second, like, oh, this is great. We're going to get the kind of old dynamic, even though one of them's champion now. But, but they didn't really go that way at all. It's like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. Oh well, oh well. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what it goes after. I'm assuming this is gonna, next week will be Mercedes Martinez lamping Gonzalez just. Again, kind of like it to see what happens again. Maybe Martinez gets the overwind. That's the WWE way. That it's a 50 50 booking. I don't mind as much as you win. No, you win. No, you win. No, no, please, you win. <laughs> so that's the cycle I don't like on my TV. But if they're exchanging stuff like this, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Like, to be fair, I paused this show to watch Evil versus Toro Yano in the blindfold thing <laughs> because <laughs> James folding his arms <laughs> probably because I was like I I was I got myself way too excited when I guested on Keeping It Strong Style <laughs> so uh, um, it just so happened to be that was the show where it was kind of announced and I uh, I got myself way too excited with the, the nonsense booking ideas they could do and I generally <laughs> as it was um, I didn't realise it was that show till I saw people tweeting about it it's like oh that's today and I paused NXT <laughs> to only watch that match then come back and finish the review <laughs> and uh, yeah it was nonsense it was the exact nonsense I was expecting I don't know what I wasn't expecting anything else <laughs> they didn't do my idea which I was really excited for but doesn't matter it's fine <laughs> it's fine I'll leave it <laughs> uh, any, but anyway yeah I've lost my point now because <laughs> I remembered that match. Uh, and let's move on to, speaking of comedy, let's move on to Cameron Grimes. I'm sorry, I just peeped my audio. <laughs> Cameron Grimes. He's in a jeweler's. Uh, a line that generally got me, have you, uh, you got someone special? I do. Me. <laughs> just, <laughs> that got me, that did. Uh, but the entire thing was building to that cameo we've all been waiting for and hoping for. Where as soon as Kevin Grimes entered the shop, there was somebody reading a newspaper, and he could just see like the side of his head. <laughs> yeah, it's like immediately he's like, "You can't hide your grey from me, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> I know that's you there." Um, and he bought a flashy watch, <laughs> James Incognito. Who could it possibly be? <laughs> no idea. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Grimes buys a flashy watch, but it's not a million dollar watch. It just, yet again, inciting another, damn you, Ted DiBiase! <laughs> As he pissed to the air. Uh, I love the Cameron Guys character, and for me this was another, I love this skit. <laughs> and the, the, for me this is a like really good follow-up to his main event last week as well. So they, like, they gave him a bit more kudos in the ring, and then gave you more you know, silly comedic character. So yeah, are you still in on the Cameron Grimes, on Big Money Grimes? Yes, I am. <laughs> Um, I wish they had, I don't know if now, if we start seeing DiBiase regularly, like he goes to do something cause he's rich and then DiBiase upstages him left and right in person and it's a running gag. I'm cool with it. Otherwise I think they, they used it too early using DiBiase's, uh, cameo because I felt like you could have got him potentially 
you know, in a program somewhere for a, for a big match or a title, and then he get, ends up getting um, uh, foiled by DiBiase, uh, uh, and you know, or maybe you know, it becomes a time where DiBiase champions somebody in a program that uh, versus um, Grimes with with a, with a proxy. I'm, I'm I'm interested. Anything I'm good with anything pretty much Cameron Grimes does because like he's such a geek and he's super talented. And he can lose. He's almost at the point where now we're like, he's so good and, and people like him. And you can see the comedic uh, skill that like in timing that you can beat him like a drum almost. And he'll still stay wherever he's at. Plus, like and if he wins, like, well, everyone already likes him anyway, or at least likes mm-hmm. or he's entertaining anyway. So, yeah, like he, he's almost in a win win situation almost. I feel like he's been slowly getting to this point ever since he ended his feud with Loomis, which for me was turn off TV. I really hated that feud. Uh, but they've done really good rehab with him, and I'm really I laugh almost every time he's on screen. And even if he's having a serious main event, he entertains me. Uh, I feel like that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, you, you follow up the serious Caravaggio main event, serious in quotation marks because <laughs> of the way that it was set up <laughs> with interesting style choices for Kyle O'Reilly. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> what is with that man? <laughs> he, I I I think his thing is that he's such. So... <sighs> <laughs> he he's eccentric and he's playing up the eccentricness, but like g- shades with a fedora and denim jackets, uh, maybe two out of three, not all three. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's maybe yeah, like maybe he leave the fedora or or leave the glasses, but now nah, also with the denim, it, it's like he he's trying too hard. Um, but happy-go-lucky, you know, goofball thing is cool. But, like, you know, the strength of O'Reilly since October has been, you know, like, gets it, he's in a matchup with somebody and he brings out the, you know, he brings out the, the, the tension. Like, that's what he's best at, doing the tension. And I, I think that's honestly, that's basically where most, almost all of the great NXT promos ever came from is the there's a matchup and you focus on the matchup and, you know, you know your paths that led you to this point or your differences uh i think that's what nxt is best at like the the confrontation business and less so the personality business yeah that's yeah i think that's why for me i've called it more of a super indie kind of thing over the course of time is the kind of characters that have worked well like elias really was never gonna fit in in nxt you can see as soon as he was the main roster and that's why i've said with loomis as well he's just not the kai because he's so it's so i call him character driven that's the kind way i'll put it that I feel like he's more suited for the main roster just because NXT just really isn't... They've adjusted, I say adjusted, they've changed a bit in this two-hour USA era. And, yeah, uh, definitely. So that stuff is more there, uh, but it's still got that super vibe to it. Like, you're still getting Adam Cole and O'Reilly main eventing a, a stand and deliver with their massive <laughs> kind of ball match, which again felt like a big indie main event. And I mean that as a massive positive. Like a big main event, Ring of Honor would have put on type of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, we've got a very, good, very strong Ring of Honor showing that WrestleMania week with that and Seth Rollins Cesaro. <laughs> it's like a showcase <laughs> of that era. <laughs> well, um, I mean, there's also there's also Owens and Zayn. Yeah, as well. They were also given time. They had a YouTuber, the one that didn't box. <laughs> I don't know which one of them was. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, yeah they actually yeah, gave time to them to actually go out and have that kind of match. Which it's like, oh, that's. How lovely, how lovely. Now back to Raw. Oh, screw you. <laughs> screw you, Vince. <laughs> oh, I feel so 
again, just nobody watched that show. Seriously. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the next segment was Grizzled Young Veterans. And in their dapper suits, all talking as awesome champions that they are in all but in all but you know actual title. For and they ragged on MSK for not defending the titles against them. There and to say that they're two of the biggest knobheads I've ever met in my life. <laughs> it's kind of it's like yes, hearing the word knobheads just yes pronounced correctly as well. You don't say knobheads, no knobheads. <laughs> just hearing that on American TV, oh, that was lovely. But it was Champa and Toothless Timmy who answered the call. Uh, and uh, Thatcher uh, kind of taunting with the uh, shoes off if you hate Gibson Chance. Like, oh, yes, it's back. And Tommaso Champa taking off his shoe for the shoe attack <laughs> going after them. And as like, oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was lovely. <laughs> it's to attack him with the shoe. Uh, and to, for finally for Champa and Thatcher to kind of arrive in the tag scene to go with that stuff and to feel like a great act the moment they've walked out after doing their promos. Uh, I felt like, oh yeah, yeah, these matches are going to be absolutely fantastic. And uh, this was a this was a, love, a great character promo before I just to get us ready for the fact that, no, next week you get in this match. So, oh yes, great. The perfect kind of hype and build promo uh, type of thing to do. Uh, but yeah, uh, what are you making of Grizzled Young Veterans? I like Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, veterans. I like. I. I've always liked Gibson. Like even from the first time I saw him, and I believe it was the second uh, UK tournament. Like, he's he's so he's a he's a special kind of heel. Or like, maybe I'm overstating things by saying special. But like he's a, he's the type of heel where it's like he sets up everything else up for the babyface to mm. be the star of you know the operation. And but he's not boring at the same time. And also like with his promos, like you give him the. I he's a person that, like I'm in. Please give him the mic six for sixty to ninety seconds every time for every match, so he can get himself some heat and he can have that carry into his match. Like I, I've always liked him. I've always liked him. Um, I've always liked Grizzly Young Veterans. Um, I'm glad they're here, and I, I think like they're going to be instrumental, or they already are, mm. but like they're instrumental in like rebuilding this tag division that used to be great. Um, so like with with you know the MSK coming in with the formation of <laughs> Toothless Timmy and Old Man Champa, uh, and Legato, like in obviously Imperium, like you have a making of like top tag teams, um, of uh, like to that could be champions. Obviously, it sucked that um, um, Birch got hurt, but like you, you have like these tag teams that you know you can go to and have great matches whenever called upon. And like I'm in, I'm excited. Like I remember, if I believe correctly, weren't they in the semifinal of the uh, Dusty Cup this year? Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like this. Also, they mentioned that also. Like, so like this is also playing on that as well. So um, I'm interested to see like where they go forward. Like, you know, I really like uh, Thatcher and Champa, obviously, but like them together makes all the sense in the world. Like, they're just the grizzled veterans. And it's you know looking at like the grizzled young veterans versus the grizzled old veterans. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) amazing pairing and uh, just a nice little pair to set that up again. Not much to talk about this week because this was just the little promo second setting it up. So yes. it's more to talk about. Yeah, so it's a building block. Not that much to judge. Yeah, if I was by myself, this would be a thirty-minute review. <laughs> it's just things happened. <laughs> Not really much else to say. Uh, we got a. Uh, I just want to give a quick note on the Tian Shah promo. A bit bohemian. <laughs> just going to put it out there. It's <laughs> just. It's just. Just a tad. Uh, and as soon as I logged onto Twitter afterwards, I was like oh. No, seriously, like, everyone's saying that. Cool. <laughs> cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yes, yeah. it looks like Bohemian Rhapsody uh, album work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. I'm still into that. It's because it, it feels so different. Um, I kind of like the cinematic presentation they've gone with it. Uh, I mean, I don't know where they're taking it next. If there is anything after what they've done, <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> I don't. I have the I have the same I have the same questions like what mm. is the shelf life on this when is she going to um, wrestle in like how you protect you know the 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 semi supernatural um, even even the henchmen the henchmen like um, uh, Boa in um, oh, I'm blanking on her name uh, Zaya so mm. yeah I, I you know maybe maybe they're due for Zaya to come out and squash somebody else uh, soon. Yeah, yeah, just to get them in the ring, <laughs> to just go with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously down the line, I feel, feel like it is an act that can challenge for the title, but they're obviously just not there yet. It feels like they're figuring out the character more than anything, and it's, NXT is being used as NXT, really, to kind of figure right. that out, which I'm never against. I, I I never quite got it like back when it was just on the network, and you had some of the, that amazing NXT crowd chanting at. It's either Duke or Sophia just chanting "You can't wrestle at them." I'm like, but you're watching the developmental show. <laughs> like that, that's surely this is the one place that is fine. <laughs> so yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we were getting a series of promos, and uh, next up we got a, another strong swerve promo with an actor playing Rich Latter in the movie in the background. <laughs> and I I love the presentation of these promos. They feel so different to everything else. Screaming character. I don't know, are you assuming you're feeling the same? Yeah. Um, I I think that they're overdoing the number of people doing promos uh, backstage. Uh, but his happened to be the, the, the exception because they're, they're dissimilar from anything else. Like everybody else is in, is back behind some dark lighting, and he mm. is like in a room. Obviously, they've they've noted the his work as a, as a doing rap as well. Like yeah, so it, it fits. It, it's working on the character stuff that people always talk about. You need to do, and like I feel like he's taken for as good of a wrestler as he was last year on television when he had opportunities. I feel like this is where like you know if people didn't take him seriously as somebody that can rise up in the card uh, on and be on takeovers consistently. Like this is the thing that people thought were thought was missing. And like, after he gets dispatches and Leon rough and moves on, like, I think then we'll start seeing like, mm-hmm. this is what all this paid off for. Now, now he's going to be at the top of the card. And I've been waiting. Cause I mean, swerves awesome. <laughs> and I thought- and it is before rich even started, you know, mm-hmm. even new swerve. So like, I, I've always thought that like just in the ring, he was always, always mm-hmm. a great wrestler. So, for me, it was when cause I think I'm certain I must have seen a Strange Strickland match before Lucha Underground. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew of Strange Strickland, pretty certain I've seen him. But as the oh, what was he called? Is it I wanted to say Switchblade, but that's Jay White. What was he called? Oh, I'm blanking. He had the sniper gimmick it, thing. It wasn't Killshot, was it? Killshot. It was Killshot. That was it. Yes. Okay. Was, yeah. This... I, I, I keep mixed. I always will mix mm. up him and um, Ar Fox, which is cr- crazy because they mm. had that killer match. Where mm. he went through, gla- went through glass. So um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, because yeah, uh, him in Lucha Underground, he was amazing. Then they had the match with Al Fox, and that was for me one of the matches of the year. Something incredible. Like every year, Lucha Underground threw out a match like that, which is just like this is fantastic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was him and Al Fox in an amazing match. And uh, it was a shame when he came to NXT, and he was kind of just floating about for quite a bit, appearing on Two Five Live, doing things never really establishing himself 
Uh, and then as a baby face, he was never really... Like, he put on a good performance, but then nothing ever came of it, really. Until he did the thing you have to do in WWE to get any character, and that's become a heel. <laughs> it's the only way possible. <laughs> and it's, it's happening with Swerve. Become a heel, and suddenly bursting with character. And uh, to be fair for Leon Ruff as well, like, those two in this feud, they've benefited from it so much. It really has been a really strong feud. And I'm excited for their Force Come Anywhere match next week, which is what this promo was building to getting announced later in the show. And yeah, we've got a Force Come Anywhere match with these two. And it fits what we've seen so far as well. It's not a, let's do a Force Come Anywhere match. That'll be exciting. It's a, no, you've seen how they've been going at each other for the last few weeks. I feel like this is a just match to fit what's come before it. It's, yeah. 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 yeah, it fits. It fits the. It fits the what this uh, the Tishna has risen to. I just think that it's kind of weird that like you know like it's still uh, middle of the mid card and you're mm. getting a you know a stipulation match, but you know it's on TV, so like it, it is appropriate. Like if this if this was you know some Derby match or some uh, <laughs> best friends match, we <laughs> we would say it's appropriate, but you know it's like it, it, it's it's a little weird. It, because I think like it's easier to get over that kind of thing in front of a crowd as opposed a bigger crowd as opposed to you know the twenty five people or fifty people we're going to get watching this match uh, come next mm. week. Yeah, we were slightly talking about the crowd because um, I think I'm, I think we went on a tangent, just a massive tangent into <laughs> something else. But yeah, for me the crowd they're not that for me they're better than when it was just the wrestlers again again. Oh, that's the tangent. We never got we <laughs> accidentally went yeah. to the Soul Train. Yeah, so. Yeah, that era of NXT, the Soul Train era of NXT, I was never that big a fan of. It's <laughs> what it's called now. And uh, then it, when it was no fans and it's just the Thunderdome screen, for me, yes, it had like very little atmosphere, but it's the fact they were playing the atmosphere of a full arena, even though it's NXT and a much smaller thing. I was just like, you've got the audio from Full Sail. You can use that. <laughs> you don't have to pretend it's a full arena. For me, that it just meant what I was seeing didn't match what right. was like, playing play to my ears but right. i and, and that's the most draining thing because like mm. they're not the, those fans aren't allowed to sit like they're, they're told to stay on their feet the whole time and then mm. like you'll see the you know when they in the right time with the right match you're watching it and you see you know if somebody do something sort of spectacular or they're having going back and forth with big strikes and you know they can almost in haymakers you could you could feel I'm watching I could feel that and, and know that like I've watched enough wrestling to be like this is the the part where you're supposed to get into it, but mm. then you'll look and you'll see that you know the the full cell fans that have that the hardcore ones that are they've let into the into the COVID haven and like and and <laughs> and stand there for you know two hours at a time for like the last like you know couple months and it's like they've you know it's like magic right like they've seen all the magic tricks and they're kind of like you'll see them pat on the on the on the uh, plexiglass in the in the mm. uh, cage every so often, but it's like outside of that, you feel nothing from them being there. So it's almost like a weird where it's like I f- almost feel better if you just not have them on screen. You have them in the back to be like uh, live ambiance or whatever mm. else, as you have just the Thunderdome, the mini Thunderdome, um, just in the backdrop. I feel like that might be better. Mm. They really do work when adding the ambiance. <laughs> they really do work with that, but. Um... Yeah, you, you, when you're visually looking at them, and you're like, oh, this is... You, you're not going for the thing. You're t- t- if you look at the crowd during an NXT show, more than not, you'll either get a giggle, or they won't be reacting to the thing a lot of the time, which is really weird. Like, I had it when I was... 
I think it was in like in the main event in one of the main events for NXT, like Finn Balor carrying across might have even been, and just in the background they were just. <laughs> it's just like, come on, mate. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, and, and and the crazy part is like, you know, that happens, and then like thirty seconds later they're chanting, "This is awesome." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? It's not like the, um, it came into the conversation recently of uh, Mustafa Ali's uh, stairs match with Buddy Murphy because uh, Mustafa Ali retweeted somebody retweeted out how fantastic they thought that match was and it's that's sitting on like five and a half thousand likes as in internet wrestling fans seem to agree on this that it was an amazing match and um, what what, what I, and th- something I found quite interesting was Mustafa Ali they were given no disqualification but they were told you cannot use any props <laughs> and just. You can't use any weapon at all. And so apparently Mustafa Ali, according to him, he then went, can we use the effing stairs? <laughs> Something? <laughs> they were like, okay, fine, use the stairs. So that was him and Buddy Murphy trying to come up with an amazing no-DQ match when they could only use the stairs. And the thing I remember is the live fans, with this fantastic match where they were only using the stairs and it was amazing, they were chanting, we want tables. It's just like a... A group of lads on the front, the rest disinterested. If you count chanting, we want tables as interested or engaged. And yeah, and the rest were just kind of out of it. And it, it's really weird. It's a, an amazing match with a, a almost against it atmosphere. It's really weird. But it's not the same yeah. as what's happening here, where they're seeming like they're meant to be there to add to the atmosphere. And they will join in with the chance once they get going. But then also during that same match or moments earlier, they look bored out of their mind. They're not really paying attention. And it takes away and it, it doesn't mix and it matches. Add on to that, you see them bored out of their mind and you've got the fan audio playing. <laughs> that's that's the right. disconnect when that happens. Right. So yeah, I don't put as much blame on the producers for that. But when you're trying to do that with a crowd there, it's... Uh, yeah. Again, it's not as bad as stuff I see on the main roster sometimes, but it is. Ugh. That's true, but I feel like in in I feel like almost in a way of them trying to do have both, where they're trying to have the mm. Thunderdome and uh, the thrown in audio and also real fans. They accomplish. They don't really accomplish what they're really trying to mm. succeed at. So you know, I've. I, it's rough. Obviously, you want fans. <laughs> yeah. you, you want you always want real. You always want real fans there. But you know, it's 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 it's. it's so I'm not really gonna kill them because obviously they're trying. But I just think like we've seen enough to know that like at at, at its best it works. But it, it, <laughs> a lot of times mm. it just it just hasn't. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah, yeah. And I would say when I was watching one like all this week. The only there were two things that hit me about production. One was, and you see the massive difference: the film stuff for NXT and the film stuff for the main roster. It is night and day the quality. As in, they knew what they were doing before the day, so they set up a shoot and they filmed a professional thing. <laughs> and my God, <laughs> like the yeah. Adam, Adam Cole at the pool, you got the swerve thing, you got the Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> like you've got all these things that were, you know, planned out and, you know, maybe they did this thing called a storyboard because they knew what they were doing and they set it up. They did an actual shoot here. Then you watch the main roster and it's clunky and the camera, and you got Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke kind of awkwardly looking at the camera as it moves in because they're going to move out the way because it's time for the camera to move into Nia Jackson. It's all clunky and weird. It's like, and like maybe you practice this two or three times. You haven't storyboarded it. 
because then this crap wouldn't happen. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I, I ranted about that last night. <laughs> I've had my nerdy production rant. Uh, but for me, watching NXT really vindicated it. And I'm assuming watching AEW again will do the same. Where when you know where you're going with something and you've planned it out before the day of the show, you can do stuff like this. You can make a really, really strong video package. You can then show Kyle O'Reilly in a nice little pan. <laughs> can just pan to O'Reilly watching it in a little room. You can do all that. You can do all that stuff. Because you've got time to think it through. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the next match. Uh, Tony Storm versus Zayda Ramir in a surprise win match where the Aussie was out there to send a message to Zoe Stark through battering a rookie. But it all goes wrong. Stark uh, came out and just like, oh, just as Tony Storm wanted. Stark came out. But that then distracted Tony Storm as... Uh, yeah, she got distracted as Rookie Ramirez flew with the shooting star press for the win. Uh, this was one of those moments from the show that my Twitter was going crazy for. Like, really was like, oh my god, shooting star press. Uh, asking the question of, have we ever seen a female hitting shooting star press? And like, ah, but you can't ask that of me and James, who have definitely watched Japanese wrestling. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, isn't like a red arrow like a variation of a shooting star press? So if yeah. that, so if that's so if so like yeah I've seen that uh I, I, by the way I miss Suzuki but um <laughs> I wish she had I wish she hadn't retired she's, I think she's twenty four now anyway mm. yeah so yeah like I've I've seen I, it doesn't matter it's a spectacular move regardless if a man or a woman does it um but especially when it's a, a quote unquote somebody an unknown quantity entity that you've never mm. seen before and then like they hit the they hit the move so it's like yeah um. We'll see what happens with this. Like, I'm afraid, like, you know, it could be one of the situations where that's clearly a fluke. Tony comes out there next week or in the next couple of weeks and beats the living hell out of this woman. But um, but either way, like, I'm interested to see what they do with Tony Storm and um, Zoe Sky in the future because they've already had that match that was on the pre-show of Stand and Deliver. I wonder where they're headed. Like, is are they going to just have another rematch or is it going to lead to some type of escalation? Obviously, I, you know, because of the relationship between the two, like, and also, uh, where we think uh, this person's headed, like, I, could this be where you get uh, B Priestley coming into um, NXT, the team with her, her good old buddy friend, Tony Storm? Oh, uh, I hadn't thought about that. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, to I, even the yeah. maybe, if it's, if it's a way to debut her, if they're not going to do, like, a full package kind of thing, I don't know, we have no idea what she's going to get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's got a lot of new faces coming in like, between her, yeah. Sarai, and I've got, I, I kind of remember, it's, how do they say it in NXT? Sarai? Is that how they say Saray. it? Saray. That's how they say it So instead of Sarai, which, mm. you know, That's how, our, American, how our English <laughs> yeah. tongues, you know, like our English tongues, is, it's, you know, it's. Either way, it's a it's a Ray. That's how they pronounce it, so that's what I'm going with. Uh, so whatever. But I mean, uh, yeah, I they they they've reloaded and restocked um, as they've lost, you know, um, the people that have gone to the main roster recently. So um, it's and you see it up and down this car when you look at it, it's like th- this match, um, the Dakota and the Mercedes match, uh, the tag match, the women's tag match uh, angle that they set up with Indy and um, Loomis and uh, in indie and I'm not sorry I already say indie but yeah I'll say that all that stuff like there there's multiple 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 storylines in, in the women's division in NXT um, as always yeah and to see that 
on Wednesday as well with AEW Dynamite, just seeing the momentum they're getting as well. It's like, oh yes, yep. we're into something great here. Please don't screw yep. this up, Ice Hockey. <laughs> yeah. We've come we've come a long way from like mm. that the AEW Women Division talk, where it's like now it's like, all right, well, look how they, now that they were able to get um some of their talent that they couldn't get in because of the pandemic and some injury uh mm. injury pe- people that were injured coming back. You see what they're doing now. And now you compare it to what they're doing on a weekly basis to the uh, Raw and SmackDown Women's Division. It's like, all right, well, where's that? Where's all that criticism now? Because like they're clearly a better um, <laughs> women's division than Raw or SmackDown right now. Mm. Like, it, is, it is NXT, it is NXT, AEW, and then a, a bunch of, or I guess you could throw in Impact. <laughs> then you also go like a bunch of stuff. I mean, like the chaotic nonsense that is Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, and I'd, and I'd even say SmackDown is leaps and bounds better than Raw as well. It's just yeah, I agree. Really, it really is, uh, but it's still both women's divisions. Look at it going into WrestleMania. Yeah. They essentially ran yeah. the same program on both brands for both women's matches. As in, yeah. can they get along? Are they going to face Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax? They did that for both of them. <laughs> it's like, yep. Oh, and man. and they only had like three weeks to do a Rhea, and they still managed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> it's mental. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, Bronson Reed then faced Austin Theory. Uh, beforehand, uh, the challenger in Bronson Reed eyeing up the champion in Johnny Gargano in Gorilla. And uh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Dorks, Austin. <laughs> Just coming out there with the... Oh, this SNL skit. Like, what are you doing here? The Floridians. Oh, what? No, Californians. Bloody got it. Californians. <laughs> got it in the end. Trying to remember like a 13-year-old SNL skit. I finally did it. <laughs> but yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's like um, Kristen. I've got her name now. Kristen uh, uh, Stewart? No. Well, Kristen Stewart. She's the um, Twilight Oh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, that's it. Yeah, yeah Kristen. Yeah, yeah. Different Kristen. And uh, Bill Hader. Like that era of it. Will Forte. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the year I started watching. Uh, anyway, so, a tangent. <laughs> so, uh, this was, the fo- is this the fall of the way as WWE breaks another indie? No. <laughs> well, LeVay is tricking her, and I, I do like that, actually. That uh, it, indie's all sad and things, and LeVay not really helping her, more feigning helping her, and also guiding her to help Candice LeVay's interests and get her onto Shotzi and Ember Moon. It's like, oh, we're seeing her manipulate Indy. And if I'm trying to find a role for Loomis, enlightening Indy to LeRae's ways could be at least a half-decent reason for him to help her in a way, uh, to help her move along in that way. Because again, everything in NXT seems to be character-driven. I feel like, oh yeah, that could be like a decent character-driven thing. Who does it? Because he loves her, James. <laughs> he loves her so much. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, this match was a big boy Bronson booming by a uh, booming by a beeline beating, <laughs> fending off Theory. Uh, <laughs> that's why I stuttered. <laughs> fending off Theory at multiple turns to splash into victory. Uh, broken heart Wales romantic torment as Loomis came on down, caused a distraction, leading to Austin cra- crashing into the creepy lad and getting swept under the tsunami. And uh, after the break as well, Johnny put all the blame next to Loomis, and that's when we saw the manipulation from Candice, like directing Indy's anger towards Edward and Shotzi for receiving her flowers. Uh, but yeah, again, uh, Bronson Reed getting to look really strong here, and it's they're building him in such a manner where I feel like it's just a matter of time before he probably even beats Johnny Gargano. Um. Okay, so. 
the way they've built towards this, the person that should take the belt off them is Loomis. Mm. Uh, do I want Johnny Gargano in a match in, with, uh, with Loomis where he puts over Loomis and Loomis has to def- gets to defend in title matches with a with a belt? Absolutely, fuck not. But um, that is that is proper storytelling. Um, I, I mean, you could do Bronson Reed wins and then you could spin it off to where Swerve uh, then follows up and they go back to what they were doing earlier in the year. So, um, and, you know, makes Swerve the, the North American champion. I mean, there, there's options, but um, I, 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 I think they need to do something. Like, I like uh, the presentation they had of Bronson Reed over, over recently. Like, I like his music. I like his, uh, like his graphics. I like, um, you know, the, the, all of the setup of his interest and all that kind of stuff. I like how he is different from the rest of uh, the usual NXT. I like how, like, they go in and use his size as like the reason why he gets in and out of situations. Uh, and like the tsunami and the splash, uh, it, it reminds me of like Piper Niven in, in ways, uh, except, you know, obviously on a higher level cause she's, he's in there with higher, uh, level, uh, opponents. But, um, I'm interested to see what they do with him. Like, obviously they like him, but I, I wonder how far they're going to take it. Cause you know, him and him and swerve and like legato del fantasma, like, they all came up in that in that um what was it the summer 2019 what was the name of that tournament breakout tournament right mm, yeah they're all in that and like now it's kind of like they're now starting to get the keys to be able to be on the show and do all this sort of stuff I think it's a year too late but or or should have been done a year earlier but now they're starting to kind of like stretch out a little bit their legs um so yeah I mean I will I'll be cool with seeing um. Bronson Reed be the champion, but like I was just in my head, I'm thinking like narratively it would be sweeter if like the way gets broken up because Indy leaves and it's Indy and um, Loomis, and you know how much like WWE loves like Beauty and the Beast type pairings mm. um, historically. So I, I can almost just see it the writing on the wall. Like hopefully you know they could do that and they would get away from that, um, away from Loomis and the title. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I- I've got a fear of a direction where they build to Loomis and Indy's wedding. <laughs> they do a wedding segment, something like that. you got Johnny and Candice coming out as well. Uh, James, as James Dean's back because he knows it's possible. <laughs> uh, right, I was trying to think what my other fear was. Oh, and, oh, and then Austin Theory proclaims his love for Indy or <laughs> something like that. It's just like, I'm trying to think what's the darkest timeline they could go with this. And uh, But for me, at least then... Loomis is, I was going to say prize, but <laughs> Loomis is champion is his heart <laughs> for Indy Hartwell. But that gives room for Bronson Reed to become champion. And I'm, I'm fancy booking Loomis in something that the character would find important so that he can cling on to that <laughs> over, the, uh, uh, over the title. Uh, and then the other fear is, oh no, then we might get Loomis versus Reed. Oh, the same issue again. <laughs> it repeats itself. Uh, yeah. And it's NXT as well, for well, you know, the way could get called up as a different feeling group, having two men, two women, they are an entirely different dynamic to anything else on the main roster. And, uh, yeah. Vince doesn't like stables. But so, uh. this, that and, you know, like, they're actually funny, so, mm. like, Vince doesn't like that that much. Like, oh, Vince, Vince's humor, mm. Vince's humor is set towards, like, you know, pretty sophomoric type stuff, and, like, you know, whether it's been... Pretty much, you know, pretty much anybody with comedic chops, like he kind of like 
infantilizes a lot of people. Um, so uh, I, 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 I don't know if I'd like that as much because I, I just don't think it'd be as good. I just don't. Like when 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 Theory a couple weeks ago talked about how he's going to do the finger pump of Doom uh, after he won that gauntlet match and then like the, you know, Johnny was like, can't do that. I killed the business. And then like, and then Theory's like, but but Johnny, we are the business. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like this whole setup of they are, you know, it's it's Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling with their two children mm. and Indy is, you know, and Candace is like chasing after her horny little daughter and in and then Johnny has Junior and Junior is bigger than him, which makes it for comedic purposes even funnier. But Junior is just a, a just gonna uh, does a box of rocks. Like it, it's it's all, it's been a blast watching them um, figure this out after like you know they were they spent forever trying to figure mm. out how they're gonna make Candace and Johnny work as a healed uh, family. Like once they got these two, like it took off for me and it worked. So I I don't want them on the main roster. <laughs> I don't want to put the main roster because I think it'll mess up whatever they, whatever mm. they got going. Like obviously, you know, if it's time to go, it's time to go. But I, I would miss them. I would. You could say they found the way. <laughs> what do the high do the uh, the high five thing in the middle? Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a perfect way to move on to the next match. <laughs> so, but speak. But but as far as the theory thing, where you think like there's a possibility where theory, mm. you know, pr- uh, shows his undying love for Indy. Like I just think like I mean, I I, I don't <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> don't want it's it. not that I don't want it. I just want to find it believable because you know like. Austin Theory doesn't like him that age. He likes him a lot younger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, plus, the dynamic is a brother and a sister. Like that's the that's the dynamic oh. for me. Um, uh, as in reasons yeah, to not do it. it. Reasons to not do yeah. it. If anything, have Austin Theory yeah. have him crying at the wedding when he's meant to not like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but in WWE, given you know, like that, they'll they'll give them. Give they've, them done, they've, done inc- <laughs> they've done they've done incest storylines before. Like that's they'll they'll do it. They'll do it again eventually, and we'll be just as disgusted. So, mm. um, you're right. Like, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. I hope they don't, though. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. They don't. <laughs> just, yeah. Anyway, so moving on to Imperium versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. And after Imperium's approaches, Drake was very ginger around his big friend. But was he right to be so? Apparently no. But this match seemed to take... It got way more time than I was expecting. I don't know if some other thing ran short. But this match got a lot of time to really tease that dynamic out, really. Uh, like It played on Maverick staying in longer than he really should have, uh, ending up taking more of a beating because of it. Like Because of his worry what might happen when he indeed does make that tag. Then, after he's made that decision to trust Dane, one of his fears comes true as Dane gets yanked off the apron and just isn't there for the tag, as he predicted earlier in the show. And uh, then Wolf refused to wallop the Northern Irishman with a chair, uh, letting the faces back in, but Dane's charge was like unfocused, letting the mainland Europeans back in uh, for a European bomb for the win. And it went on for what? The main purpose of this is that tease of Will Killian Dane join Imperium and Alexander Wolf seems to be wanting to recruit him, while the other lads, yeah, they want to win matches. They don't really care that much about this, but it's like he's there for a reason. And I, like, I've, given how Imperium works, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's like 
We find later that's a decree from Walter that he wants Dane or something like that. And Wolfie's acting on his behalf. But, uh, yeah, it makes a semi-interesting dynamic to see the Dane and Maverick thing flipped on its head from when it started, when it was Dane not trusting Maverick. Now it's the other way around of Maverick not trusting Dane. And, yeah, yeah going how these stories go, normally the Beast then uh, doesn't, can't, doesn't have enough and will join the baddies and destroy Jake Maverick. Or he'll fight them off. I don't, either way, I, I don't really care. <laughs> it's a yeah, bit of yeah. Yeah, yeah, like this is some like obviously like we are now steeped into the into the Imperium uh, cinematic universe where you have uh, you have Alexander Wolf and you have Killian Dane and they're and they're t- basically talking about their uh, sanity days mm. and then you you know a couple a couple months ago you had um, Wolf and and Bartell and Eichner reaching out to Thatcher to play on the on the Ringkoff days from Evolve and WXW right so. Mm. Um, that now we're just playing on the we know you guys know these guys and where they're from and their connections. Obviously, you have the NXT, but also deeper with the Walter and Thatcher connection. So, um, it's cool for now, but ultimately, you know, like Walter's not there, so like it, it don't get jumped until Walter shows up. Similar to when Walter showed up and beat the shit out of uh, out of Champa. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, like as far as a tag team thing, like uh, it's a cool thing to do for the uh, for Imperium at the time. But it's like I almost want Imperium, like Eitner and Bartel as a team, to like kind of like face another big babyface tag team. Obviously, I mean M- MSK will be on the horizon. Um, I don't think they, I don't think they wrestled in the tag team uh, in the Dusty Cup. But um, mm. I'm trying to think of another babyface tag team that's that's upper echelon. Like it mostly is heels right now. Yeah, um, not upper echelon. Am I am I blanking anybody? Because well, I mean, the only one I can think of is uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, which are you know they're not a professional. Oh, mm. Nah, yeah, they yeah they job them out quick. Um, yeah, like maybe maybe you know once, and, uh, quite frankly, any like, um, Mustache Mountain or like Mandrews and, and Morgan Webster to 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 come through to like kind of mm. you know because it, it feels like they have all the hill teams, but no, but only one babyface team right now, and that babyface team is getting all kinds of hell from. The, you know, the 25 fans. Uh, uh, there was also a... Um, there was a promo that I did wind through because I thought it was an advert, but it turns out it wasn't, where there's a bunch of people oh, doing training and things. The Diamond Mines. <laughs> so uh, my assumption is there'll be heels. <laughs> if there's, and it'd be MMA type thing. Apparently somebody did put a thing out on, I won't say it was Instagram, but because I didn't see it, uh, where they were just saying like, that we we were pressured into something like this. The pressure makes us. So like, oh, the pressure. Oh, okay. So you you lads posing with your muscles in the ring. You're you're probably the diamond. Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so they're a new faction coming, and apparently they are one of those that were uh, like to do the obviously like if NXT was running properly, they would be the kind of act that would have been doing the loop and getting a bit more practice. But because that's yeah like not a thing right now. Uh, there's a lot less exposure to the, these kind of acts who are. The developmental guys have been there for a while, but they don't really go on TV because, again, they get their practice on the loop. I don't know what they're doing now, but they... I mean, it's Florida. For all I know, they're putting on shows regardless. <laughs> but they... Uh, do you yeah. do you want to make predictions on people that are that are going to be in this? Because I have two off the top of my head right now. So I've seen the picture with all the lads posing, but I don't know oh, any of okay. their names. Okay. So, yeah. The... Uh, okay. I don't know if... Oh, is uh, is Baby Lesnar in there? 
I don't know who Baby Lesnar is. Oh, well, there's a guy. Oh, he's, he's so much like Lesnar, but so much better at the uh, engaging with fan side. I cannot remember his name. Uh, oh, what's his? Uh, doesn't matter. I'm not going to find it. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All I saw were really muscly people, but it was like in a slightly darkened. <laughs> kind of thing. So all I can okay. say is, surprisingly enough, these wrestlers are in good shape. <laughs> but wherever they are, right? What are your predictions? I was predicting people. I, I didn't know there was a, a a group that's already been established that may or may not be them. But I was thinking like people, based on people we've seen in NXT before that they've wanted to do things with but never got off the ground. I was thinking Marina Shafir, given mm. her MMA background, and also uh, Arturo Huas, who they've uh. you know they they've they've liked they've wanted to do stuff with. Obviously, is a good wrestler, but like you know they did that vignette almost like a year ago where <laughs> you know he talked about all the black belts he had and being from a war war torn um country and then like he had one match but I think it was uh I think it was Champa and then like we never saw him again. Mm. So it seemed like like they wanted to, you know, they it's somebody they like but they never, you know, how do we get this person in, in, in you know into into it and up and running and like this would be a perfect place to have him in like, oh, the guy that does like the uh that does all the martial arts, like he's gonna be in um in this MMA you know, mm. uh, camp almost like that. I think that'd be a good introduction. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Actually, yeah, I completely forgot about him because the only wrestler that I was like, oh yeah, he's not been on TV in a while. That I suddenly thought of was like, oh yeah, is Kona Reeves still employed? By oh, God. But Kona he's, Reeves in it. Yeah, he's not gonna be in it. Don't worry. <laughs> he's okay. No way. All right. Now if, now if he now if he shows up here and he's out here, you know, because he's tall. And he, and he he's comes up with tape fist and he starts throwing strikes like he's a god from Street Fighter. I'm I'm going I'm going to show up on this show and I'm going to and I'm going to say you said it wasn't going to happen. You lied to me. You lied to me. Imp. <laughs> fist like he's a god in the eighties. <laughs> Just launching it in there. Also because he because uh, of his theme, the like the best thing about him, uh, it, the yeah, is C Fo Dolosite. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he can't use it. He can't use the only thing. <laughs> put him in a faction make him tall serious with taped fists and everything the exact opposite of what he was uh, he, w- he won't be in there <laughs> for what of what I call they were all like really ripped lads in the middle of that ring they're all kind of like look like MMA guys so at least if that photo is anything to go by whoever it was okay. uh, anyways after that we had a Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon who were set to take on Aaliyah and Jesse Camilla but it never got underway as uh, two staffers at ringside have offered more presents. You know, earlier they got flowers, whilst now they've just got a whole shebang, the whole shebang. Uh, but it's a trap! Candice and Indy with a surprise attack with flowers and cupcakes. <laughs> just launching that man, hitting them all over. And uh, the heels in the ring going balmy, trying to convince the referee that means they've won the titles, uh, which led to the commentators feeling like they've got to like over just to explain that no they haven't they haven't won <laughs> they're just going over the top uh they didn't ever play it like wait have they won don't don't do that <laughs> no they haven't won <laughs> they haven't won uh, uh but yeah there was a, a surprise attack on the champions setting up next week street fight assumably not with flowers and cupcakes assumably it'll be a bit more than that uh but it was it was a different beatdown because of that uh but it, it was the raw thing of you, you got this match hyped you're building to this match. It, it, it was a tactic match as well that's had to be put off quite a few times. And it's set to happen. They all come out and then you do the Monday Night Raw thing of you do the swerve and you just like, no, actually this is just an attack angle to set up something else that you're going to have to wait for. <laughs> I was like, oh, 
Okay, fine. Fine. Uh, I'm excited for the street fight. I reckon it will be a pretty strong match. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. say I'm more invested in Swerve and Ruff, I will say that. But it's still, it's got the competitors in there. It's got enough animosity where I feel like, no, it should be a really strong street fight. And we've seen Loray in street fights, and every exactly. one of them is solid. <laughs> so I don't really see yeah. a reason for this to be any different, really. Yeah. Ken is out of her mind. Shotzi, I have to assume, is out of her mind, given the type of bump she's taken. Like, her and Nakoda, mm. as, like, they. They almost find a new way to kill themselves like every other master in. Um, Ember Ember is is uh one of the better is one of the best wrestlers uh so like uh in that division. So like yeah, I probably have her as number three now. But anyway, um just based on personal taste, but yeah, like so I think she's with it and like I you know, Indy is behind as a distant fourth out of those uh four, but like it's a it's a weapons match, any you know, so you can get away with her not being you know as good of a technical wrestler as the other three. Um, I I think that they're going. I think the titles change hands here. Um, mm. I think that you know Gar- I think Johnny or or uh, uh, Theory like in, get get involved somehow in the match and like and is the helps change or turn the tables and um, they end up becoming the champions finally. Um, but you know. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm interested to see the match, though. I, I really am. Um, I I wonder... <sighs> Loomis is going to come into play at some point in this. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm, try- I'm actually yeah. talking, trying to think, oh, what's he going to do? So, so, do you think that... So, who do you think sent the flowers to Ember and Shotzi at the beginning of the show? Do you think it was... Do you think it was Frankie, or do you think it was Candice? Candice. No, okay, so yeah. both sets, both sets of gifts. Yeah, both sets were candies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was I was thinking that um I was thinking that Frankie sent the first one and then Candice sent the second one. But okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they can easily use either one <laughs> really to make it work. Okay. Uh, I was thinking it was Candice array with the manipulation. So either she right, spotted right. something to manipulate, which is fine, or she manipulated it from the start, which is also fine. It's like it's incredible. You plan things ahead, and it turns out multiple directions are fine. <laughs> it's yes. crazy. And we have, and we hmm. yes, and we have another who done it. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be like uh, I was going to go back to an NXT one, but the one that came to my head was who attacked Samoa Joe in the car park <laughs> back from DNA <laughs> back in the day. We never found that out. He just turned up again with a dick on his face. <laughs> it, was only, it was so weird. <laughs> or, or did he lose it when he got? Oh, I can't remember. Because he had the drawing on his face, did he lose the drawing after getting attacked, or did he get it? Oh, I can't remember. Oh no, because he showed know. up to help. He showed up and helped Kurt Angle, I think, and joined the main event mafia. There you go. <laughs> Two thousand eight, two thousand nine DNA. <laughs> it's a bit rough in my head. I can place it though. Yeah, I'm. I'm quite. Uh, what are you making of Frankie Monet so far? I mean, so far she's just come out with a with her adorable little dog. Uh, this week he did a big old yawn, <laughs> stealing the show, <laughs> but. There's uh, again. I feel like it's hard to judge until we see her character actually like do a full entrance for a wrestling match and actually do it. But yeah, um, they're they're slow rolling it, and I mm. think that she's been effective as a shitster, right? Like mm. when she comes in and she you know walks up on the champ, the brand new minted champion, and says like, "I'm coming eventually." Um, and then the next week where she interrupts Eo's uh, return um, interview. Uh, but pisses off EO, and then you have the 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 flowers thing is like 
that's why I think it's it's possibly her because you know it feels like she's been stirring shit up with everybody <laughs> that's that's mm. on television and women's division. So I figured it was just her again. And then like the second, I, that's why I thought the second batch was just Candace using what already had uh, Indy down earlier in the show to to further the rage because she really wants to win the tag titles because she hates Shotzi. <laughs> I feel like uh, it was just hitting me that um, I was applauding AEW last week for doing a show absolutely full with young talent. I kind of uh, moving stories along in that way as well. And mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was thinking about this show. I was like, hmm, did NXT take a note from that and go, actually, you know, it's not the end of the world if we don't put out a blockbuster show, but we do solid building. It's not the, not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. And I feel like that kind of helps give them kind of the kind of the faith to do something like this with Frankie Renee where they don't have to rush it or do a big blockbuster main event debut match for her or anything. They can slow roll it and kind of build to something else and uh, kind of establish her character a bit more. As long as they don't Dolph Ziggler her. <laughs> just come out, hey, I'm Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> just, hey, I'm Frankie. <laughs> it's like, hey, Frankie. <laughs> as long as they don't do that. <laughs> uh, she just haven't just introduced to everybody after doing a thing. <laughs> also, this was a show without Karrion Cross, without Io Shirai. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly only appears watching Adam, an Adam Cole video. Uh, there was a lot of top... And I know Finn Balor, again, was teased for next week. There was a lot of top talent just not on the show. And it was fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, and thank you, Monet. Again, they've not had to roll out a like, killer main event angle or anything. They can slowly roll her out. Uh, again, it's I'm guessing slightly Hollywoody type gimmick type thing they're doing right now. The glitz and the glamour of it all. Who knows what she'll yeah, be like? Either, yeah, either either way, they're pushing her as as or their position her as she's a big deal. Like this mm. is different than oh, yeah. like La Knight just pre- pretending to be a big deal and not really is, <laughs> or not really is, and, and, and is not really. Um, so yeah, I, I, I we'll see where she ends up landing and where she ends up going. I, I mean, there's there's options with. Between Zoe, between um, EO, uh, like she is there. Like, I, so I'm, I'm interested to see her get running eventually, but I'm not in no, any rush because I, I have enjoyed her, like, you know, stir, stirring up shit. I really have. Mm. Speaking of stirring up shit, Adam Cole's poolside interview. He is, he's carried, he's saying that he's carried both Undisputed Era and NXT on his back for years. He doesn't want to carry the format anymore. Uh, Kyle's not ready to be NXT champion. Uh, time will tell if he's ready for a main event spot, but as long as Cole is there, he's not taking his. Uh, and then just it, then he does the same for Karrion Cross as well, and kind of hinting towards the championship, before then ending the interview by just going off on the interviewer. I said, you're crap, you awful, you made me wait. <laughs> when, of course, the, the best heel thing about it was Adam Cole was on the phone and the interviewer was politely waiting for him to finish. And it was like, I was killing time on the phone. <laughs> and you were just waiting. It's like, oh, it's an awful interview, awful. Uh, then we pan to Carlo Riley looking all serious in a little room. And uh, yeah, I thought, again, for me, night and day with this kind of thing compared to what we get on Monday Night Raw, this is leaps and bounds <laughs> above what, if do it before, try to get across the same thing. It's a standard interview in the to the interview ring, da, 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 da. like it's just there with the interviewer, with the little Irish lad, like that's it, that's all they do, I'm assuming he's little, but we know they make them crouch, <laughs> so who knows, <laughs> oh that's the funniest videos backstage, you've seen Tom Phillips with like legs akimbo trying to look small, <laughs> it's so weird, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, um, it's, it's just like yeah, this was, you know, beforehand, they knew them, where they were going with it, so they were, okay, this week we can have Adam Cole give his interview, 
and they can set up an amazing, a really high caliber production shoot for it. And for me, that adds so much to it and makes Adam Cole feel, feel like a massive deal because not only is it shot at a poolside, it's like a really high production that they've pulled out all the stops for him, so he must be a star kind of stuff. Yeah, solid promo for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is pr- well, this was the best promo or talking segment of the show uh, easily. And, you know, it's Cole being Cole. Like, he feels he feels bigger than the average person that's in NXT that gets pushed. Um, and, you know, he dresses well. He, he, you know, delivers it. And, like, he just he's just great being a hill of delusions of grandeur and being, mm-hmm. like, so small man angry. Like, he's, he's <laughs> always been good at that. Always. Always. So, um, obviously, they're not done with um, him and O'Reilly. Like, I believe that they're going to have O'Reilly, you know, get towards a match um, that they'll promote somewhere, maybe not on TakeOver, maybe somewhere else. But he might, I feel like he's going to eventually get a title shot. And, and like, the first thing that Adam Cole does before, uh, to come back is to screw out, is screw over uh, O'Reilly. Like, I, I don't mm, think this is yeah. over. I don't think it's over. Oh, yeah. Because Adam Cole seems to not be letting it go. Right. Hmm. And because that, he, because did, he can't fathom anybody in Undisputed being better than him, and mm. that's the best. Like that's the great. That's the greatness of his character. Mm. He's he's always been jealous, and he's <laughs> and nothing's ever his fault. Like when they when he lost the the ti- or uh, he didn't lose it, but when he had a chance at the title in New York against Johnny, and Johnny ended up winning after foiling uh, them running in for the uh, all, everybody Undisputed running in for the final fall. Like the first episode back, he blamed. <laughs> He, he blamed Roddy Strong for it, right? And we mm. thought that was going to be the potential end of Undisputed then, and ultimately they, they teamed back up for the Riddle stuff, but, like, it's never his fault. Yeah. That, and, that, and, that's what, mm. and that's what it takes to be a great detestable heel. And it's never your fault. Yeah, and I really like how uh, he, Adam Cole got that w- across with his words. Well, then he gets Kyle O'Reilly, who obviously he's not letting it go either because he's in a dark room watching the interview. <laughs> that's, right. that's not something you do if you've moved on. <laughs> you, you don't. Right. You don't watch videos of your ex on Facebook if you know you, you're done with it. <laughs> you moved on. <laughs> that's not a. That's not a thing you do. <laughs> so, uh, get get over her, Kyle. It's it's all right. <laughs> you can move on. You got Karrion Cross, big big beefy lad. He's got a championship. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the main event was uh, the Gerald and Fantasma versus Kushida and MXK. M- I must have. MXK is an X for 2000. <laughs> the uh, ever elevation of the Cruiserweight folk continues as the champion teams of the NXT Tag Team Champions in the main event of an NXT. Or is just NXT feeling more comfortable to like not have to feature blockbuster main events with the biggest talent that they've got? They can run a main event like this? Yes. Um, and I also think that this is reaction to the crowd coming back and like not liking MSK for some weird reason that I don't get. Mm. But um, so it was like, oh, like we know you guys like and respect Kushida. So next, so next week or last week they had them make the save for Kushida, and then on this episode they had that promo backstage where you know MSK is like thank Kushida for kind of taking. Um, them under his wing, and, and that's why he made the save for them. And it's like, oh, okay. Also, it's like, Babyface is being friends with Babyface, like, yes, that's cool. But also, it's like, MSK might be, people might be ready to turn on him, like, or turn on them. Let's get him in, let's get them in there with Kushida and, like, you know, just off, just off of this, you mm. know, just off of the love for Kushida, like, you'll, in respect for Kushida, you'll 
dig them because they saved saved them getting destroyed last week. So I kind of I, I kind of saw what they were doing and I appreciate it. Um, and I, I did like a lot of this match, um, but I kind of like I kind of like, don't like the idea of. I guess we'll let's talk about the match first. Let's talk about okay. The match. Yeah. I'm sorry. So this was yeah, a quick paced frantic main event, uh, building to Wesley fighting against the odds and staying in the fight for his team as Kushida had gone through the announce table. As they it made me laugh when they cut three minutes against the barricade and one of the medics was just caressing his hair. <laughs> He meant to be playing a medic last <laughs> So, what do you do when you're telling somebody, like, oh, you're all right? What do you do when you say, oh, you're right? I don't know, pet them? <laughs> yeah. Clearly not a medic. Yeah. Uh, Check his airway, no. Caress his hair. Yeah. Like he's a hurt puppy. <laughs> it's right. uh, Carter was down at ringside too I've learnt the names now When I say learnt I've purposely jotted them down <laughs> Whilst I'm making my notes so I don't forget them And uh, out at ringside He was out at ringside too And surviving a beating down long enough For Nash to recover uh, But then Kushida also made his way in But given his state He was clearly like all over the place And was easily taken out by an Escobar Phantom Driver and yeah, the Japanese ace just instead just sucked all of the wind out of his teammate sails as Wilder Mendoza double team cut off for the win. You know, and then because the baddies all raised their titles for the end of, for the end of that show, uh, intention set. You know what title matches you get in next? You got your tag team match set. You got your cruiserweight rematch set as well. And um, I mean, it was a fun and frantic main event, um, but it again it didn't it wasn't a show that ended on a like a, a massive kind of oh that's a big deal kind of note. Uh, it was right. it was a fine main event, and again, because I am watching this after Raw, <laughs> so Raw was the last wrestling show I watched. So mm-hmm. this this left me. Like, I wasn't hyped or anything. Like, I love a wrestling show, and it leaves me feeling hyped and excited for wrestling. And Dynamite does that a lot. Well, this was right. just kind of an ending of another building block. I think just to really cement that this was a building block show. Right, I, I agree. I agree. Um... I think the the three weeks or the three episodes we've gotten since uh, Takeover, um, I, I feel like the only one where we got the the real big triumphant type of um, or or you know traditional anyway to NXT was the O'Reilly and Grimes match where mm. they'd have a great match and, and Grimes you know he beats Grimes. Um, the the first week back was that eight person um mixed tag which i which i just enjoyed for the fact of how silly it was and given the story they're trying to tell how well it was executed mm-hmm. um in like the fact that like johnny and in, in theory were like bumping like they were rick flair and Shawn michaels <laughs> and mr perfect mm-hmm. and dolph ziggler all together and rick rue for, for ultimate warrior uh so i enjoyed that match but this one was kind of like Okay, table setter. We're gonna get these matches eventually, and it's like all these matches are rematches, though. Hmm. Yeah, it's my it's my uh, kind of WWE TV worry is that's how they think it should be done to kind of set mm-hmm. something up, and that was my main complaint when I was talking about NXT last year. My main complaint was when we're getting the uh, a takeover, then we got a special, then a takeover. And you'd have those same matches, and in between you get that that WWE thing where they're not really interacting with any of the other stories in the universe. It's just their own. Yeah. It's yeah. It's but it's passing ships rather than a living world altogether. I feel like yeah. Twenty Twenty One have done a much better job of that, but there is obviously still that. It's still there a bit. It's still ingrained a little bit. 
And uh, this is my main move for that, where you get in... To set up the match, you have every person who's going to be... Like, we're going to be seeing wrestling in a match together to then set that up. It's a it's a very WWE we uh, way of doing it, and the way reason that now I can really now say that is because of AEW's existence, where I yeah. watch AEW doing it, and I can comfortably say that no, you don't have to because the fans have a memory, they won't forget, right. <laughs> they won't forget these people have a rivalry. It's fine, especially if you right. just run a promo, and I feel like that's the yeah a, a little thing that does pop up. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it wasn't that hype really after it. I I wonder I wonder if the finish was different. Like if the baby faces mm. went over, um, if we would feel the same way. Like I think a lot of um, or not a lot, but like the few times they've done trios matches with Legato, it feels like they've won every single one or everyone that's mattered. Mm. So like it kind of feels you know, big match, baby faces lose. You know, you kind of get that deflated feeling. But you know, I like I I like Legato a lot, so it doesn't really you know it's not that big of a deal. But it's like. They almost never lose when they're all together. So like, are we going to get one where like eventually in a big spot they actually don't and they put and you know somebody goes over them, um, you know, mm. it, I, I wonder. I wonder when that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's again because it just left me with that feeling of I've got absolutely no idea what to make a Photoshop for because I need to commit to a title of some sort. <laughs> <And Photoshop's laughs> gonna, like, I need to. I'm going to be putting effort into this. <laughs> I do need, need something to cling on to. Uh, yeah. Turns out Zach Gibson's shiny bald head was fine enough. <laughs> uh, really easy to Photoshop around because he's got no hair. Uh, bold wrestlers, like for the win. <laughs> Just yes, more of them, please. Um, but yeah, I yeah, it's, 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 it wasn't one of those matches that left me thinking, oh, I can I get really hyped about this when I'm talking about it. It's like no, I'll recap what happened, but it wouldn't say it grabbed me or really made me excited right. really for to watch next week's show. The things that came right. earlier did. Uh, this was like a relatively fun, like you like okay fine. We're setting this up. Definitely nothing really more than that for me. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and we didn't do it. <laughs> we didn't finish an NXT review in under an hour, <laughs> but we gave it a good try. Uh, yeah, about an hour and seventeen minutes, which is, to be fair, that's not overrunning for us. <laughs> We're within time. That's true. Mm. Anyway, a big thank you for James for joining me for the NXT review. James, do you want to make all of your plugs for all your stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at JamesBoyd87, and you can uh, check out my show, One Nation Radio, with Rich Lotta uh, at One Nation Radio. Um, we do a weekly show where we cover uh, most of WWE, especially NXT. We cover AEW. We cover uh, New Japan from time to time, big events, and we cover stardom uh Weekly, just about. Um, trying to think, is there anything else? I mean, we're kind of like a tentpole thing where, like, something we'll, basically, like, story of the week is what we'll go with first um, or whatever else. But that, that's general, the gist of what we do. Um, so check us out. And uh, also, I've had, uh, uh, if you're watching on the YouTube video, his Twitter handle has been underneath him the entire time. Uh, as for me, uh, this uh, James Boyd, 82, 7? 7. 7. Oh, I got it right last time. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's always 50-50 and it's all because of course seven's curve at the top just like a two <laughs> that's enough to do me in <laughs> I'm a simple person uh, anyway you can follow me on Twitter at the damn implicat the damn is a damn and you can uh, follow me on Twitch at the implications with two S's I've been streaming there uh, pretty regularly today I did a stream of Fortnite with my younger brother and uh, we're not very, very good at it <laughs> so watch us suck at it <laughs> watch us suck at that game uh, I've also been streaming Horizon Zero Dawn every Tuesday and 
I don't know when I'm that sector stream. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I really should have, you know, looked at my schedule a couple hours before plugging it on here. But oh well. Uh, and it's something that I really like. I'm now not live on here till Tuesday next week for another Raw review. Oh, it's nice, especially coming out of WrestleMania week where it was like two late nights to stand and deliver. Uh, then I did a different show on the Friday. Then it was two nights of WrestleMania. Then, of course, suddenly he's like, oh, I'm knackered. Then I've got a Raw review. Then the day break. Then the NXT review. It's like, oh, God, yeah. Having these Raw and NXT back to back and then like six days to recover. Oh, it's a dream. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the weekends I've got energy again. I'm going for walks. <laughs> <I'm seeing> <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes, I'm playing it a bit over the top because that's that's more a COVID lockdown thing. <laughs> but still, <laughs> seeing fans again, it's lovely. Uh, so anyway, with that, I uh, say thank you for liking, watching, engaging in any manner, commenting, whatever, hitting us up on Twitter. Always welcome to have a chat. And uh, yeah, especially if somebody has come over uh, from the Twitch side as well. It's been really cool to see uh, people from the Twitch chat popping up into uh, these comments and things as well. Anyway, with that, I say thank you for watching and I bid you adieu. Adios. Later. Ten.